Hello, how are you? Hello, hello, how are you? I think this um, Co-Pilot Pro or Co-Pilot, you can get it on Play Store. Can you get it on Play Store, is it? Hector. Hector Malector. Um, Co-Pilot. Is that how you do it? And my eyes are gone. Microsoft Co-Pilot is for free. Anyway, you read all that. Oh, it's different. Look, you say all this shit. It's way different to the other ones with Hector. It's what the people are commenting. Um, about the app. Hmm. Have to read that. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at it. Okay, then read that. Drafting email, summary, complex text, creating personalized trouble identity. <laughs> Well, you can get it on, um, on Microsoft, I mean, Microsoft, yeah, you can get it. Well, okay, okay, read that. I mean, read that. Yeah, read that. Read that. that so it does help you your email okay well let me install it I don't know why I'm installing it I've got so many apps that I don't even know how to use them anyway over here there's a pro version where you one month with Microsoft say vision of the future copilot pro the verge Microsoft's copilot pro launched last month as a $20 monthly subscription that provides access to AO-powered features inside some Office apps. Alongside priority access to <coughs> the latest OpenO models and improved image generation. Okay, there's a big problem with this fucking shit that people say, why does it cost that much or why do I have to pay? I thought it was free. You said it's free, then when you go into it, you do the project or do the thing, and then suddenly it starts saying you have to pay now, you have to pay now. What the fuck are you on about? What do you mean you have to pay now, I have to pay now, I have to pay now? Why doesn't it, okay, if you have to pay, why don't it just a commission, like a three dollars a month or something? What's it, what's sixteen dollars, what's twenty dollars a month, what, what's this? Some things you go, oh, can I get an AI tool with assistant and a search engine? Okay, the AI tool's got assistant and a search engine. So what? And then he's saying that it's costing you money like $9. They don't, that's ridiculous. $9 a month and it's fucking on and on and on. Gives you credit and all this shit is fucking, fucking, fucking bullshit. It's when you pay for the AI tools with assistant and a search engine, is it? 
and the pro version is a fucking hell. Generation. I've been testing Copilot Pro over the past month to see if it's worth the $20 subscription for my daily needs and just how good or bad the AI image and text. Generation is across office apps like Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. Some of the Copilot Pro features are a little disappointing right now. Whereas others are truly useful improvements that I'm not sure I want to live without. Let's dig into everything you get with Copilot Pro right now. Designer Image Creation One of the main draws of subscribing to Copilot Pro is an improved version of Designer, Microsoft's image creation tool. Designer uses Opena's DALL-E 3 model to generate content, and the paid Copilot Pro version creates widescreen images with far more detail than the free version. I've been using Designer to experiment with images, and I found it particularly impressive when you feed it as much detail as possible. Asking Designer for an image of a Dachshund sitting by a window staring at a slice of bacon generates some good examples. But you can get Designer to do much more with some additional prompting. Adding in more descriptive language to generate a hyper-real painting with natural lighting, medium shot, and shallow depth of field will greatly improve image results. As you can see in the two examples below, Designer gets the natural lighting correct, with some depth of field around the bacon. Unfortunately, there are multiple slices of bacon here instead of just one, and they're giant pieces of bacon. A hyper-real painting of a Dachshund sitting by a window staring at a slice of bacon. Natural lighting, medium shot. Shallow depth of field. Image, Microsoft Designer. The giant piece of bacon I didn't ask for. Image, Microsoft Designer. Like most things involving AI, the designer feature isn't perfect. I generated another separate image of a dog staring at bacon and a giant piece of bacon was randomly inserted. In fact, I'd say most times only one or two of the four images that are... Well, I'm, I'm eating a sandwich. Mm-mm, I'm What will happen if you can get it for free? I think you can. The third party says, come over here, get the APK, this got the mod, and it's got extra, and it will update itself. Anyway, look at this. Oh, wow, this is free one. Then how you know that free one's called malware, fucking, and you fuck your phone, and it's fuck, 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 or anyway, you get it for free, and then everybody asks, how the fuck did you do that? Oh, I went to this one um, third party um, APK, store <laughs> and the other person mine's mine's the premium one but it doesn't have everything but it's free it's free then the other guy says no i pay twenty dollars it's all right man it's all right i don't know why these people <laughs> up yourself with that you can't pay the twenty dollars eh? fucking dickheads when it comes to twenty twenty five they said that a lot of the i will be out the ai cloud AI this, AI that. They're trying to get more mobiles to have AI. Once the AI calculates what you wanted to do with it, one AI does this to the settings, one AI does this to the editing, one AI does this to the search engine. 
You know what I mean? And the person's no, no, no. It's gonna be just one, one AI. I mean, one AI tool. And the other person, no, no, no. That's with the assistant and the pro and all this. That costs money because that's how they're gonna make things out of it. <clears throat> You're gonna be fucked up. They're going, come on, be nice, be nice, Samson, be nice, Apple, be nice. Whatever the other one, <laughs> um, Google. So they don't really have those things. They just go out of fashion, man. It's fucking ridiculous, bro. All produced are usable. Dali 3 still struggles with text, too. And a giant piece of bacon. Like most things involving AI, the designer feature isn't... One month with Microsoft's AI vision of the future, Copilot Pro The Verge. Microsoft's Copilot Pro launched last <coughs> month as a $20 monthly subscription that provides access to AI-powered features inside some Office apps. Alongside priority access to the latest OpenAI models and improved image generation. I've been testing Copilot Pro over the past month to see if it's worth the $20 subscription for my daily needs and just how good or bad the AI image and text generation is across Office apps like Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. Some of the Copilot Pro features are a little disappointing right now, whereas others are truly useful improvements that I'm not sure I want to live without. Let's dig into everything you get with Copilot Pro right now. Designer Image Creation one of the main draws of subscribing to Copilot Pro is an improved version of Designer, Microsoft's image creation tool. Designer uses OpenAI's DALL-E 3 model to generate content, and the paid Copilot Pro version creates widescreen images with far more detail than the free version. I've been using Designer to experiment with images, and I've found it particularly impressive when you feed it as much detail as possible. Asking designer for an image of a dachshund sitting by a window staring at a slice of bacon generates some good examples. But you can get designer to do much more with some additional prompting. Adding in more descriptive language to generate a hyper-real painting with natural lighting, medium shot, and shallow depth of field will greatly improve image results. As you can see in the two examples below, designer gets the natural lighting correct, with some depth of field around the bacon. Unfortunately, there are multiple slices of bacon here instead of just one, and they're giant pieces of bacon. A hyper-real painting of a dachshund sitting by a window staring at a slice of bacon. Natural lighting, medium shot. Shallow depth of field. Image, Microsoft designer. The giant piece of bacon I didn't ask for. Image, Microsoft Designer. Like most things involving AI, the designer feature isn't perfect. I generated another separate image of a dog staring at bacon. And a giant piece of bacon was randomly inserted. In fact, I'd say most times only one or two of the four images that are produced are usable. DALL-E 3 still struggles with text, too particularly if you ask designer to add labels or signs that have text written on them. It did a good job of an illustrated image of a UPS delivery man from 1910. 
in the style of early Japanese cartoons, though. Adding the UPS logo in even if it's a little wonky. Copilot Pro lets you generate 100 images per day, and it does so much faster than the free version. An illustrated image of a UPS delivery man from 1910. In the style of early Japanese cartoons. Image, Microsoft Designer. Copilot in Word, PowerPoint, Excel, and Outlook. Copilot Pro isn't all about image generation, though. This subscription unlocks the capabilities inside Office apps. Inside Word, you can use Copilot to generate text, which can be helpful for getting an outline of a document started or refining paragraphs. If you have numerical data, you can also get Copilot to visualize this data as a graph or table, which is particularly useful for making text-heavy documents a little easier to read. If you highlight text, a little Copilot logo appears to nudge you into selecting it to rewrite that text or visualize it. If you select an entire paragraph, Copilot will try to rewrite it with different options you can cycle through and pick. You can quickly visualize data as a table inside Word documents. Screenshot by Tom Warren slash The Verge. Like the image generation, the paragraph rewriting can be a little hit and miss, introducing different meaning to sentences by swapping out words. Overall, I didn't find that it improved my writing. For someone who doesn't write regularly, it might be a lot more useful. Copilot in Outlook has been super useful to me personally. I use it every day to check summaries of emails, which helpfully appear at the top of emails. This might even tempt me to buy Copilot Pro just for this feature because it saves me so much time when I'm planning a project with multiple people. The email summaries in Copilot for Outlook are incredibly useful. Screenshot by Tom Warren slash The Verge. It's also really helpful when you have a long-running email thread to just get a quick summary of all the key information. You can also use Copilot in Outlook to generate emails or craft replies. Much like Word. There's a rewrite tool here that lets you write a draft email that's then analyzed to produce suggestions for improving the tone or clarity of an email. Copilot in PowerPoint is equally useful if you're not used to creating presentations. You can ask it to generate slides in a particular style, and you'll get an entire deck back within seconds. Designer is part of this feature, so you can dig into each individual slide and modify the images or text. As someone who hates creating presentations, this is something I will absolutely use in the future. It certainly beats the PowerPoint templates you can find online. I did run into some PowerPoint slide generation issues, though. Particularly where Copilot would sit there saying, still working on it, and not finish generating the slides. Copilot in PowerPoint. Screenshot by Tom Warren slash The Verge. Copilot in Excel seems to be the most limited part of the Copilot Pro experience right now. You need your data neatly arranged in a table. Otherwise, Copilot will want to convert it. Once you have data that works with Copilot, you can create visualizations, use data insights to create pivot tables, or even get formula suggestions. Copilot for Excel is still in preview, 
so I'd expect we'll see even more functionality here over time. The final example of Copilot inside Office Apps IceNote. Much like Word, you can draft notes or plans here and easily rewrite text. Copilot also offers summaries of your notes, which can be particularly amusing if you attempt to summarize shorthand notes or incomplete notes that only make sense to your brain. Copilot GPTS and the future. Microsoft is also rolling out a number of GPTS for fitness, travel, and cooking. These are essentially individual assistants inside Copilot that can help you find recipes, plan out a vacation itinerary, or create a personalized workout plan. Copilot Pro subscribers will soon be able to build their own custom GPTS around specific topics, too. Overall, I think Copilot Pro is a good start for Microsoft's consumer AI efforts, but I'm not sure I'd pay $20 a month just yet. The image generation improvements are solid here, and might be worth $20 a month for some. Email summaries in Outlook tempt me into the subscription, but the text generation features aren't really all that unique in the Office apps. I feel like you can get just as good results using the free version of Copilot or even ChatGPT. But you'll have to do the manual and less expensive option of copying and pasting the results into a document. The Consumer Copilot Pro isn't as fully featured as the commercial version just yet, so I expect we'll see a lot of improvements over the coming months. Microsoft is showing no sign of slowing down with its AI efforts, and the company is set to detail more of its AI plans at build in May. What's the word? <laughs> Copy image Napo. Copy text sector. Share image to Napo. You wanna go like this or something? This is how it is, don't you? that bit copy that bit then you go back out again like that and then you go out again You've got so many open that it's just ridiculous
how they already had it in 2023. How to use GitHub Copilot, prompts, tips, and use cases, the GitHub blog. Leia este artigo en Portugas. As for a mentis de programa cao de ia generativa estao transformando a manera como es peso es desenvolveras a bordam as terfas oh, diarias de programa cao. Desde a documenta cao de nossas bases de código e de geraca de testes de unidade, esas fermentas a... Ah, I see in, 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 sorry. In Spanish, I mean Portuguese or something. Are you silly galoot? How do you change that? You won't let you act all. No, 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 look, it's in English, it's in English, Hector. I don't know why not, why it's not, it's in English. Again, he's doing it, Hector. You gotta go to that or something. That's right, it was in English, in Portuguese. How AI code generation works, the GitHub blog. Generative AI coding tools are changing software production for enterprises. Not just for their code generation abilities, from vulnerability detection and Facilitating comprehension of unfamiliar code bases to streamlining documentation and pull request descriptions. They are fundamentally reshaping how developers approach application infrastructure, deployment, and their own work experience. We are now witnessing a significant turning point. As AI models get better, refusing adoption would be like asking an office worker to use a typewriter instead. Of a computer, Cecilbert Ziegler, principal researcher and member of Thijathub Next Research and Development Team, in this post, we'll dive into the inner workings of AI code generation, exploring how it functions, its capabilities and benefits, and how developers can use it to enhance their development experience while propelling your enterprise forward in today's competitive landscape. How to use AI to generate code. AI code generation refers to full or partial lines of code that are generated by machines instead of human developers. This emerging technology leverages advanced machine learning models, particularly large language models LLMS, to understand and replicate the syntax, patterns, and paradigms found in human-generated code. The AI models powering tools, like ChatGPT and GitHub Copilot, are trained on natural language text and source code from publicly available sources that include a diverse range of code examples. This training enables them to understand the nuances of various programming languages, coding styles, and common practices. As a result, the AI can generate code suggestions that are syntactically correct and contextually relevant based on input from developers. Favored by 55% of developers, our AI-powered pair programmer, GitHub Copilot, provides contextualized coding assistance based on your organization's code base across dozens of programming languages and targets developers of all experience levels. With GitHub Copilot, developers can use AI to generate code in three ways. One, Type code and AI can autocomplete the code. Autocompletions are the earliest version of AI code generation. John Berryman, a senior researcher of ML on Thijathub Copilot team, 
explains the user experience. I'll be writing code and taking a pause to think. While I'm doing that, the agent itself is also thinking. Looking at surrounding code and content in neighboring tabs. Then it pops up on the screen as gray ghost text that I can reject, partially accept, or fully accept and then, if necessary, modify. While every developer can reap the benefits of using AI coding tools, experienced programmers can often feel these gains even more so. In many cases, especially for experienced programmers in a familiar environment, this suggestion speeds us up. I would have written the same thing. It's just faster to hit tab thus accepting the suggestion, than it is to write out those 20 characters by myself, says Johan Rosenkold, principal researcher for GitHub Next. Whether developers are new or highly skilled, they'll often have to work in less familiar languages. And code completion suggestions using GitHub Copilot can lend a helping hand. Using GitHub Copilot for code completion has really helped speed up my learning. Experience, says Berryman. I will often accept the suggestion because it's something I wouldn't have written on my own since I don't know the syntax. Using an AI coding tool has become an invaluable skill in itself. Why? Because the more developers practice coding with these tools, the faster they'll get at using them. For experienced developers in unfamiliar environments, tools like GitHub Copilot can even help jog their memories. Let's say a developer imports a new type of library they haven't used before or that they don't remember. Maybe they're looking to figure out the standard library function or the order of the argument. In these cases, it can be helpful to make GitHub Copilot more explicitly aware of where the developer wants to go by writing a comment. It's quite likely that the developer might not remember the formula, but they can recognize a formula. And GitHub Copilot can remember it by being prompted, says Rosenkold. This is where natural language commentary comes into play, it can be a shortcut for explaining intent when the developer is struggling with the first few characters of code that they need. If developers give specific names to their functions and variables and write documentation, they can get better suggestions, too. That's because GitHub Copilot can read the variable names and use them as an indicator for what that function should do. Suddenly that changes how developers write code for the better, because code with good variable and function names are more maintainable. And oftentimes the main job of a programmer is to maintain code, not write it from scratch. When you push that code, someone is going to review it, and they will likely have a better time reviewing that code if it's well named. If there's even a hint of documentation in it, and so on, says Rosenkold. In this sense. The symbiotic relationship between the developer and the AI coding tool is not just beneficial for the developer, but for the entire team. 3. Chat directly with AI. With AI chatbots, code generation can be more interactive. GitHub Copilot Chat, for example, allows developers to interact with code by asking it to explain code, improve syntax, provide ideas, generate tests, and modify existing code, making it a versatile ally in managing coding tasks. Rosencode uses the different functionalities of GitHub Copilot. When I want to do something and I can't remember how to do it, I type the first few letters of it. And then I wait to see if Copilot can guess what I'm doing, he says. If that doesn't work, maybe I delete those characters and I write a one-liner in commentary and see whether Copilot can guess the next line. If that doesn't work, then I go to Copilot chat and explain in more detail what I want done. Typically, Copilot chat returns with something much more verbose and complete than what you get from GitHub Copilot code completion. Namely, it describes back to you what it is you want done and how it can be accomplished. It gives you code examples, and you can respond and say, oh, I see where you're going. 
but actually I meant it like this instead, says Rosenkold. But using AI chatbots doesn't mean developers should be hands-off. Mistakes in reasoning could lead the AI down a path of further mistakes if left unchecked. Berryman recommends that users should interact with the chat assistant in much the same way that you would when pair programming with a human. Go back and forth with it. Tell the assistant about the task you are working on, ask it for ideas, have it help you write code, and critique and redirect the assistant's work in order to keep it on the right track. The importance of code reviews. GitHub Copilot is designed to empower developers to execute their ideas. As long as there is some context for it to draw on, it will likely generate the type of code the developer wants. But this doesn't replace code reviews between developers. Code reviews play an important role in maintaining code quality and reliability in software projects, regardless of whether AI coding tools are involved. In fact, the earlier developers can spot bugs in the code development process, the cheaper it is by orders of magnitude. Ordinary verification would be, does the code parse? Do the tests work? With AI code generation, Ziegler explains that developers should scrutinize it in enough detail so that you can be sure the generated code is correct and bug-free. Because if you use tools like that in the wrong way and just accept everything, then the bugs that you introduce are going to cost you more time than you save. Rosenkold adds, a review with another human being is not the same as that, right? It's a conversation between two developers about whether this change fits into the kind of software they're building in this organization. GitHub Copilot doesn't replace that. The advantages of using AI to generate code when developer teams use AI coding tools across the software development cycle, they experience a host of benefits, including faster development, more productivity. AI code generation can significantly speed up the development process by automating repetitive and time-consuming tasks. This means that developers can focus on high-level architecture and problem-solving. In fact, 88% of developers reported feeling more productive when using GitHub Copilot. Rosenkold reflects on his own experience with GitHub's AI pair programmer, 95% of the time, Copilot brings me joy and makes my day a little bit easier. And this doesn't change the code I would have written. It doesn't change the way I would have written it. It doesn't change the design of my code. All it does is it makes me faster at writing that same code. And Rosenkold isn't alone 60% of developers feel more fulfilled with their jobs when using GitHub. Copilot. Mental load alleviated. The benefits of faster development aren't just about speed, they're also about alleviating the mental effort that comes with completing tedious tasks. For example, when it comes to debugging, developers have to reverse engineer what went wrong. Detecting a bug can involve digging through an endless list of potential hiding places where it might be lurking, making it repetitive and tedious work. Rosenkold explains, sometimes when you're debugging, you just have to resort to creating print statements that you can't get around. Thankfully, Copilot is brilliant at print statements. A whopping 87% of developers reported spending less mental effort on repetitive tasks with the help of GitHub Copilot. Less context switching. In software development, context switching is when developers move between different tasks, projects, or environments, which can disrupt their workflow and decrease productivity. They also often deal with the stress of juggling multiple tasks, remembering syntax details, and managing complex code structures. With GitHub Copilot developers can bypass several levels of context switching, <coughs> staying in their ID instead of searching on Google or jumping into external. Documentation. When I'm writing natural language commentary, says Rosenkold, GitHub Copilot code completion can help me. 
Or if I use Copilot chat, it's a conversation in the context that I'm in, and I don't have to explain quite as much. Generating code with AI helps developers offload the responsibility of recalling every detail, allowing them to focus on higher-level thinking, problem-solving, and strategic planning. Berryman adds, with GitHub Copilot chat, I don't have to restate the problem because the code never leaves my trusted environment, and I get an answer immediately. If there is a misunderstanding or follow-up questions, they are easy to communicate with. Before you implement any AI into your workflow, you should always review and test tools thoroughly to make sure they're a good fit for your organization. Here are a few considerations to keep in mind. Compliance. Regulatory compliance. Does the tool comply with relevant regulations in your industry? Compliance certifications. Are there attestations that demonstrate the tool's compliance with regulations? Security. Encryption. Is the data transmission and storage encrypted to protect sensitive information? Access controls. Are you able to implement strong authentication measures and access controls to prevent unauthorized access? Compliance with security standards. Is the tool compliant with industry standards? Security audits. Does the tool undergo regular security audits and updates to address vulnerabilities? Privacy. Data handling. Are there clear policies for handling user data and does it adhere to privacy regulations like GDPR, CCPAW, etc.? Data anonymization. Does the tool support anonymization techniques to protect user privacy? Permissioning. Role-based access control. Are you able to manage permissions based on user roles and responsibilities? Granular permissions. Can you control access to different features and functionalities within the tool? Opt-in slash opt-out mechanisms. Can users control the use of their data and opt-out if needed? Pricing. Understand the pricing model. Is it based on usage, number of users, features, or other metrics? Look for transparency. Is the pricing structure clear with no hidden costs? Scalability. Does the pricing scale with your usage and business growth? Additionally, consider factors such as customer support, ease of integration with existing systems, performance, and user experience when evaluating AI coding tools. Lastly, it's important to thoroughly assess how well the tool aligns with your organization's specific requirements and priorities in each of these areas. Visit the GitHub Copilot Trust Center to learn more around security, privacy, and other topics. Can AI code generation be detected? The short answer here is, maybe. Let's first give some context to the question. It's never really the case that a whole code base is generated with AI. Because large chunks of AI-generated code are very likely to be wrong. The standard code review process is a good way to avoid this. Since large swaths of completely auto-generated code would stand out to a human developer as simply not working. For smaller amounts of AI-generated code, there is no way at the moment to detect traces of AI in code with true confidence. There are offerings that purport to classify whether content has AI-generated text, but there are limited equivalents for code. Since you'd need a dedicated model to do it. Ziegler explains, computer-generated code is good enough that it doesn't leave any particular traces and normally has no clear tells. At GitHub, the Copilot team makes use of a duplicate detection filter that detects exact duplicates in code. So, if you're writing code and it's an exact copy of something that exists elsewhere, then it'll flag it. Is AI code generation secure? AI code generation is not any more insecure than human-generated code. A combination of testing, manual code reviews, scanning, monitoring, 
and feedback loops can produce the same quality of code as your human-generated code. When it comes to code generated by GitHub Copilot, developers can use tools like code scanning, which actively reviews your code for potential security issues in real time and seamlessly integrates the findings into the developer workflow. Ultimately, AI code generation will have vulnerabilities, but so does code written by human developers. As Ziegler explains, it's unclear whether computer-generated code does particularly worse. So, the answer is not if you have GitHub Copilot, use a vulnerability checker. The answer is always use a vulnerability checker. Watch this video for more tips and words of advice around secure coding best practices with AI. Empower your enterprise with AI code generation. While the benefits to using AI code generation tools can be significant, it's important to note that human oversight remains crucial to ensure that the generated code aligns with project goals, coding standards, and business needs. Tech leaders should embrace the use of AI code generation, not only to streamline development, but also to empower developer teams to collaborate, drive meaningful business outcomes, and deliver exceptional value to customers. Ready to get started with the world's most widely adopted AI developer tool? Learn more or get started now. <coughs>
the change had the unintended consequence of causing IPv4 addresses to start being passed as an IPv4 mapped IPv6 compatible address, for example, 10.1.2.3 became FFFF 10.1.2.3 to our IP allow list functionality. While our IP allow list functionality was developed with IPv6 in mind, it wasn't developed to handle these mapped addresses, and hence started blocking requests as it deemed these to be not in the defined list of allowed addresses. Request error rates peaked at 0.23% of all requests. In addition to changes deployed to remediate the issues, we have taken steps to improve testing and monitoring to better catch these issues in the future. Please follow our status page for real-time updates on status changes and post-incident recaps. To learn more about what we're working on, check out the Jathub Engineering blog. IPv6 setup help needed ubiquity community. I have been trying to configure my network to have a global IPv6 address for connected devices and also have a static slash predictable address for local networking needs. Browsing around looking at various posts and trying them out has been hit or miss for the static cooler addresses. I have tried setting up DHCPv6 server to dole out addresses but not entirely sure if that would be the best approach or to just let the clients decide and have it be static if possible. Not sure if it is my lack of knowledge or how to properly configure the router, 
but I would love some advice slash help with getting this working. Here is my current config. Firewall all ping enable broadcast ping disable IPv6 name 1v6 in default, action drop description 1 inbound traffic forwarded to LAN. Enable default log rule 10 action accept, description allow establish slash related sessions, state established enable. Related enable rule 20 action drop description drop, invalid state state invalid enable. IPv6 name 1v6 local default action, drop description 1 inbound traffic to the router enable default log rule 10. Action accept description allow established slash related sessions state established enable related enable. Rule 20 action drop description drop, invalid state state invalid enable rule, 30 action accept. Description allow IPv6 IKMP protocol IPv6 IKMP rule, 40 action accept description allow DH, EV6 destination. Port 546 protocol UDP, source port 547 IPv6 receive redirects disable IPv6 SRC route disable. IP SRC route disable log Martians enable name, 1 in default action, drop description 1 to internal rule 10 action accept. Description allow established slash related state established enable related enable rule, 20 action drop. Description drop invalid state state, invalid enable name 1 local default action drop. Description 1 to router rule 10 action accept, description allow established slash related state established enable. Related enable rule 20 action drop description drop, invalid state state invalid enable. Receive redirects disable send redirects enable source validation disable sim cookies enable interfaces ethernet eth0 description. Local duplex auto speed auto ethernet eth1 description local duplex auto speed auto ethernet eth2 description local. Duplex auto speed auto ethernet eth3 description local duplex auto speed auto ethernet eth4 description local. Duplex auto speed auto ethernet eth5 description local duplex auto speed auto ethernet eth6 description local. Duplex or right, duplex dickhead. auto speed auto ethernet eth. Yeah, all those codes that you're doing, dickhead. Supposed to be reading this shit, dickhead. I know. You're an idiot. Um, what do you got here? Um, <clears throat> building the future of IT. What's that about? What, what are you doing? Unify introduction ubiquity. Privacy preference center. When you visit any website, it may store or retrieve information on your browser, mostly in the form of cookies. This information might be about you, your preferences or your device and is mostly used to make the site work as you expect it to. The information does not usually directly identify you, but it can give you a more personalized web experience. Because we respect your right to privacy, you can choose not to allow some types of cookies. Click on the different category headings to find out more and change our default settings. However, Blocking some types of cookies may impact your experience of the site and the services uh -huh. we are able to. <clears throat> oh, shut up. You can block the cookies. I know you can. I'll be a way of blocking the cookies, you idiot. 
You're playing to yourself. You get out of get, what's the hell? What's Nah, you're just being silly now. Avoid bot detectors with our new slash unblock API for browserless. The cat and mouse between bots and woofs requires increasingly sophisticated solutions. Traditional methods often rely on mocking JavaScript APIs or setting Chrome flags. But these are becoming less reliable due to advances in protections from Cloudflare. Even plugins like Puppeteer Extra plugin still fails to mask fundamental aspects of how Puppeteer affects a browser. It's why we've taken a new deeper approach to humanizing traffic. When was the last time you loaded a browser at 800 multiplied by 600 pixels? That's what Puppeteer does. Every time you run a script with Puppeteer, it creates a 800x600px browsers. Even if you use page Okay, looks like if you hear a word that you've never heard of it, or a word that you see before it, or a word that you need to, it might be an app, it might be a website, it might be um, an AI tool, it might be something you've never heard. So be prepared to listen to Intermix Hector YouTube channel. I am so out of it, I am so stupid, my mind, you know, I'm lovable. I'm this, that, and the other, but I know good at info for biotechnology. So it's biotechnology AI tools at any time you can ask and do make your own bot. So you can make your own bot, and you know you can. What the fuck are you on about, fuck with? So you can make your own fucking bot, you understand? The bot is got um, genera <coughs> generators as as to the max you can <laughs> make it do um, nine things in one and then after you do nine things in one you can do 11 things in two then you can do five to three and then plus a squad generator and, and assistant in a chat box on the side you understand it's got different tools so it's uh, 11 to 1 2 to 7 so what do you mean 11 to 1 11 to 1 is different ideas and all this shit is incredible mind-blowing god dot set viewport it will only change resize the browser once it's been instantiated at the default size this behavior is just one of the many dead giveaways that the traffic is coming from a bot not a human to hide fingerprints like these our slash unblock api runs modifies behavior at the cdp layer for this browser size example the API creates the browser at a more typical 1920 multiplied by 1080 pixels. Only once that's done, 
Is Puppeteer allowed to connect to it? By feeding Chrome modified instructions with the Chrome DTools protocol, we're able to tidy away all the breadcrumbs like these which bot detectors pick up. On! Launching Chrome like a human would. The aim of this slash unblock API is to launch Chrome with settings that are what you'd expect on a normal computer. Bot detectors can't start filtering out traffic using a 1920 multiplied by 1080 browser, as that would start blocking authentic traffic. While there will still be some amount of cat and mouse as we find increasingly subtle fingerprints. We expect that once changed that each one will permanently help with avoiding bot blockers. Ask and you shall receive a site. Whether you're looking to connect Puppeteer to an unblocked browser, or you're simply after cookies. Our JSON-based API is designed to cater to a wide range of needs. This flexibility is crucial for developers with different setups. The experience using the Unblock API is as follows. You provide a URL of the website, that's difficult to access. We'll instantiate the browser leaving as few breadcrumbs as possible and bypass bot detection depending on mechanisms identified on the site. Once the site is accessed, the API will return the data of that site. Unless cookies content or screenshot are set to false in the posted payload, it'll generate those. If browser endpoint is set to true, it'll generate a custom one-time link for Puppeteer or any other CDP-like library to reconnect to. It'll return these values above in a JSON response. You shouldn't need to set up stealth libraries, test Chrome flags combinations, or implement bot-solving technologies. However, you might still want to use our useful bypassing bot detection mechanism, such as residential proxies. Staying ahead of bot detection mechanisms. Looking ahead, we commit to continuously improving. This means we'll constantly update and fixes for new detection mechanisms. We're always open to knowing what sites you're having a problem bypassing because we can use those as samples of sites we need to analyze and set up bypassing mechanisms on some sites enforce captures 100 percent even on our real human computers which means we're also working on supporting capture auto solving soon try the slash unblock api yourself to use the api you'll need to use our new v2 service that means the code becomes curl minus request post backslash minus l https colon slash slash production svo.browsers.io slash unblock timeout equals 300,000 and token equals your upper token backslash minus header content type. Application slash json backslash minus data l https colon slash slash example.com browser endpoint true. Or use production lon.browserless.io for the London server. The API is now publicly available for our users. Sign up for a 7-day trial of Browserless to test it with your existing Puppeteer scripts. 7-day Browserless trial. Note, as this process is resource-intensive, it will use extra units and is not available for our free-tier users. Browserless minus number one web automation and headless browser automation tool. 
headless browser automation without the hosting headaches. For even the most complex scraping, testing and automation tasks. Import property from puppeteer slash slash try changing this. White down pointing backhand index console equals https colon slash slash pptr.dev slash consmain equals async equals consbrowser equals await puppeteer dot connect browser endpoint w's colon slash slash chrome dot browserless dot io page equals await browser dot num page await page dot go to url <coughs> all right why does he say that oh no watch it hector watch it hector watch it oh this is this is the browser all right this is the browser right okay and you have to set up the browser to browser to it work if you don't set up the fucking browser to it to it to it work then you to it to it to it it will just go oh what doesn't it's a they say oh this did not make it easy it is too hard for my bro oh, well you're dumb fuck off <laughs> you don't understand what is going on so get fucked uh, but it is not easy, it's not easy. Well, dickhead, yeah, it's not easy, is it? You have to fucking set it up, and then all these things will pop out. You understand? And you'll have a, uh, an, an um, i2 browser, right? But it's not easy, it's not easy. you got to go, you got to go into your computer and do that. Motherfucker, shut the fuck up. Cat caught your tongue now, has it? Learn the fucking codes, and then and the things will pop out. Once the things pop out, you can go to it, and it'll become a browser, and it'll have settings like other browsers. And then, the fuck. And after you got settings for the other browsers, and then you gotta fucking learn where to go and get more tools to put in this one browser. You understand? No, but it's too hard. It's got code. It did go to code. We did the code. Get fucked, idiot. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. They don't understand you, dickhead. You understand? They can't be copied. Yes, you can. You can copy it, Hector. Watch this. Apa puta la pata tuta. Tucha la tatutu. Fucking puta la puta malacuta. La puta malacuta. We want this part here, Malakuta. And then that puta Malakuta, man. You fucking dickhead. Ah, you puta Malakuta, what did the puto? I like to tell you. Understand? It, 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 people say, oh, I, I, I can't only turn computer on and go to Google or dumping. And yeah, fuck with. Go to fucking wherever you want to, dickhead. We're not saying that. You, Hector. Join the forum, join the forum, join the forum, join the forum, look, join the forum. AI forum, cat got your tongue, cat got your tongue dog, you scared now, boo, boo, boo. Want any question, want any plans? Do this, do that, why do this, why do that? AI forum, it means 
you can join a group where they're talking about the AI and the other one is AI New Zealand, whatever it was, and AI wasn't recording, AI, <laughs> AI artificial forum, AI, yeah, mate, there's probably one in Australia, there's probably one in Germany, or AI this, AI that, fuck you, fuck, cackle your tongue, I fucking, I love you, I'm into Miss Hector, goodbye, adios amigo, I love you, AI tools, forum, AI tools, forum.